wedding, 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 wedding. <laughs> Brian, we have so many wedding favors to package up. I almost uh. forgot uh, to include me and Anya in the head count, so we almost <laughs> didn't get to eat. Um, okay. All right, you okay. ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. tuning into gay space rocks my name is oh sorry ah fuck <laughs> hello and thank you for tuning into gay space rocks a steven universe watching podcast where we watch the witch from mercury my name is brian i use he him pronouns you can find me on the internet at roomware pod you can find this podcast on twitter at gay space pod with me as always is my uh, child soldier who i have stolen the face of somebody else and placed upon and then put a bunch of cybernetics in them co-host august Hello, I'm August. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at Harpydora on Tumblr at Strange Harpy. My Twitter is still locked uh, because of reasons, uh, and I'm probably going to abandon that site anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me, and my pronouns are they, them. Yeah, I need to make. I'm, I need to to sit down and, and like make the transition over to Blue Sky or something. Um. But um, let's see. Let's take a look at cartoon news. Um, the writer's strike is over. Not uh, the actor strike, but at least the writer's strike is over. And it seems like they pretty much got everything they wanted. Which whips. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so big, big win. Yeah. Uh, Right now, America is in a huge, huge sort of like upheaval of lab labor power, which is sick to see because currently automotive workers are on strike. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that's pretty tight. Um, I mean, all of the the. Um, the UPS was it UPS or just FedEx that UPS. I think it was UPS. Yeah. Although that huge win from UPS. Um. And now this, 
And then inevitably the actors are probably going to get pretty much everything they want as well. Um, because I can't imagine at this point, I don't think the AMPTP has the power to like turn, uh, turn them against each other. You know what I mean? Um, so hell yeah. And then there's like all kinds of new union votes popping up. Um, a bunch of worker VFX workers in Canada have unionized. Disney's got a new VFX worker unions popping up. Um, working man interactive employees, uh, have voted unanimously to form a union, um, in video games. So fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yes, indeed. Um, outside of that, uh, cartoon news, um, not much big cartoon news. Uh, I guess Vizzy uh, Pop got a contract with fucking Amazon to get two seasons of Has Been Hotel made. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I infrequency. I infrequently watch episodes of Hell of a Boss. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Oh, so, so, uh, dear audience, you might be thinking, oh, hey, if the strike is ending, what the fuck are you guys going to do? <laughs> And let me tell you, uh, dear audience members, August and I have discussed it. And here's what we're going to do. G-Witch is not terribly long. It's like 24 episodes total. Um, season one is only like 12 episodes. So what we shall do is we're going to finish season one of G-Witch. Um, and then we're going to go back and we're going to finish season one of uh, of the Owl House since it, it is also on the precipice of being done. Um, and. Once we finish season one of both shows, it, once we start season two of the Owl House, we will be watching two episodes of the Owl House and one episode of G-Witch uh, every week, uh, basically until we're done. And then from there, we're going to have to choose a new show. <laughs> you um, promised me Utena. I did promise August Utena, so we'll probably be watching Utena. Um, so we'll see how we like this, like, backup show format as we inch closer and closer to my uh, to my dream of being um, the great Gundam project. Uh, mm. But not about Gundam. But I guess sort of about gun the flip flop of how the great Gundam project works. Uh, yep. So that's what we'll be doing. Um, August, what cartoons yes. have you been watching? Uh, so it's Baldur's Gate. That's the answer, audience. I'm going to spoil I, it for you. I haven't finished it, but um, <laughs> earlier last month, Jade had linked a um, Laura Crone video, The Pink Isle of Crime Fiction Must Be Stopped. It's like three and a half hours long, and my focus is all over the place, so I haven't finished it. But it's a very interesting look at a popular author in the uh, personal noir genre uh, of uh, fiction. Um the screen cap thumbnail is 
a, a quote, if you liked Gone Girl, you'll like this. Um, so it's about like fiction that is adjacent to Gone Girl in that kind of like personal thriller genre. Uh, it's really interesting, although uh, the point that I've watched up to, uh, she spent quite a bit of time dunking on uh, the author's prose and I feel very chagrined because I didn't find the prose to be as offensive as she did, which makes me wonder if I'm just a mediocre writer and other people <laughs> are dunking on my prose right now. So, but it's whatever. Um, but it's really interesting. It's not a genre that I'm particularly familiar with. So maybe that's partially why I have a little bit of uh, problems focusing on it for more than like 20 minutes at a time but uh it's well worth a watch especially if you do care for that genre of fiction um laura's style of video essay is really engaging um mm -hmm. like it it's not her fault that i'm having problems like just sitting down and finishing the damn video so uh, otherwise, yes, Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm almost done with my second playthrough. I've already started my third. Um, my uh, second playthrough is with Marius. Uh, nice, and, nice. Uh, there, it's it's specifically the ultraviolet catastrophe, Marius. Uh, so there was a particular uh, point where. Marius is having a problem compartmentalizing things uh, because Will is romancing Marius and it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing. Like, really, this is almost tragic uh, in some ways, but I'm inching ever closer to the uh, end of that playthrough. Uh, my third playthrough is with Sol. Um, not like an isekai soul, just like, Faerun soul. Um, mm -hmm. She's currently being romanced by Lazel, uh, which isn't necessarily my first choice. Like, soul is super into femmes. So, you know, realistically, Shadowheart would probably be the, the person she's most likely to romance. But I've already romanced Shadowheart. I didn't want to do it again. I haven't romanced Lazel, and there's, there's a lot of friction there. Um, so I decided to go ahead and go for it. So we'll see how that plays out. Well done, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, ho I hope it works out for you, I guess. Yeah. There you hasn't been much. Say what? Oh, I was trying to come up with, I was trying to, to mush a word. Keep going. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot uh, on the Minecraft front, which is a lot of people are theorizing it's because uh, the the section of Minecraft YouTube that Anya and I frequent uh, is gearing up for a big crossover like event. Mm. So um, I'm excited for that. We'll see. We'll see what happens if if the rumors are true. So nice. All right, yeah. I think I figured it out. All right, I'm going to edit this right. back in. It's going to be seamless uh -huh. uh, about your Baldur's Gate run. I'm like, well, I'm happy for you. I hope you get that Githyussy. Uh <laughs> Oh, my God. 
I mean, technically, I already have. Lazelle is like, she is very forward sexually, mm-hmm. so they've already they've already done the deed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she starts out with like physical, you know, sexuality, and mm-hmm. only after that do you get to the actual like romance part of it. Is my understanding? So, if I remember correctly, I was talking. I, I don't know. There was in chat while somebody else was doing this, and they're like, "Lazel now wants to like fist fight," and I'm like, "Okay, well, you shared intimacy physically in your way. Now you have to be a good partner and <laughs> share it back." Yeah, that was Izzy. Okay, yeah. So shout out yeah. to you, Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Calling you out specifically. You've gotta listen, sometimes you gotta fuck and fight. That's just how it works. You gotta get that githyussy. I'm gonna uh, make this a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> what cartoons have you been watching, Ryan? <laughs> um, let's see. In um uh, I have been in a very literal sense of cartoon watching. I have finished Fiona and Cake. Mm-hmm. And by I finished, I mean the show wrapped up. Um, ten episodes, very tight, really fucking good. Like, the, Fiona and Cake is like, because my used to my number one, like, animation for adults show, right? That wasn't like an anime, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like a Western animated show for adults. Like my number one one was Lower Decks. I really, really like Lower Decks. Um, I don't think it's like needlessly edgy. I think it has a reverence for its source material. It is funny. It has heart. It's a good show. It's a very good show. And kind of like runner up was Harley, like a Harley, the Harley Quinn show. Like, I like the Harley Quinn show, but it is extremely edgy, but also, you know, it's Harley Quinn, right? So, like, it at least helps fit that, um, that, uh, source material, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fiona and Cake is now, like, number one, uh, by a wide margin, because it was just like, what if we made, a like, a sci-fi show for adults, and we just used animation because it's cheaper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe, like... We probably wouldn't be able to do the things we wanted to in traditional, like, film. So, it's very good. Um, If you have a passing familiarity with, like, the storyline of uh, Adventure Time, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, The, it's just, like, just a phenomenal, like, one of the, like, most phenomenal little short form series that I've watched. Um, and honestly, I hope there's more a- fucking ass adventure time shit. Um, Cause like between like adventure time is a show that ended. And then there was a bunch of prologue material. And frankly, all of the prologue material has just been straight fucking bangers. Like all of the distance land, distant land shit was really good. This is really good. Um, like, the only thing from Distant Lands that I didn't really dig was, like, the one about Peppermint Butler. But that one was still good. It just it wasn't, like, didn't hit the heights uh, of the one about Finn and Jake and the one about Marcy and PB, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just wasn't, like, sappy gay bullshit and uh, the uh, a true bow on the, like, story of two characters that I've, you know, 
have been in my life for over a decade. Um, but this show really sort of riffs on the idea and does such a does a phenomenal, phenomenal job, like with the world and exploring things. And it's great. Can't can't recommend it enough. I've also been watching Ahsoka. Um, what? You? Yep. Yeah, I know, right? Me, my Star Wars loving ass. Um, my researching how much a plane ticket to drive or to fly to Washington State to participate in a, a Star Wars LARP uh, loving Star Wars ass. Um, has been watching Ahsoka. And the show is getting better. Recently, um... A character has been introduced, one of the characters from Rebels, um, and the actor playing them is phenomenal. Like, not just, like, does a good job embodying this character, like, has, like, a solid, like, on-screen charisma and presence where it's like, why is this show not about them? Why did I have to suffer through so much Rosario Dawson to get to this scene-stealing motherfucker, you know? Hmm. <laughs> Um, I am really sad that they're probably like that. Whether they kill him off or not, we're we are not going to see any more of uh, the hot evil Jedi guy because his actor died in real life. Um, Ouch! And he, it's probably he's su it's such a fucking good character phenomenal fucking character though i do feel like they're probably going to keep his apprentice around um because she has a ton of uh well listen the internet has decided that like the Molgoth showed up and they immediately shipped her with sabine um and uh it's it would be very fun frankly <laughs> um there was definitely the most like making a television show though thing that happened in the most recent episode where like the mall goth got outnumbered by the good guys and she like turns and run away runs away and she like runs behind a piece of set material and then suddenly is like on a on like a, a weird creature riding away like she like runs slightly off frame and then you know they animate in the the like her riding off into the sunset sort of situation um, the show looks pretty okay. There's some like ropey CGI moments, but like they're making good use of like I can tell when they're using the volume, but sometimes I can't tell if they're using the volume or if they did this on a real set, you know. Um, and that's like a good use of the volume. I think Dave Filoni has a better handle on how to use that than most of the other directors. And I think that may be simply because he was already directing stuff in a very similar workflow for Clone Wars. Using like virtual sets and stuff like that. So he kind of knows how to use it better, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and like, because like. Like the volume is not a green screen, right? It is a lighting technology. Uh, so like if you want to do. Like. It works best when you're trying to do something that is physically just in fucking possible, right? Like, if you're wanting to film on a weird planet with a weird sun, there's no... You could build a set, but it would feel limited, and you would have to do a green screen replacement anyways. Um, and you can't go outside and find a planet with, like, a red sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the volume works great for that because it creates a coherent feeling to the space that you're in. And they've done other stuff with it. Like in season one of the Mandalorian, there's an entire scene that takes place inside of an office. And that office is like a desk in two boxes. (laughs) And like, a number of the stormtroopers are not even there because they were making this on like a shoestring fucking budget. Like the the first Mandalorian just did not have the kind of budget that, you know, the proceeding Disney Star Wars stuff has had because like, you know, they didn't have as much faith in it as they do now because now Disney probably sees all of this shit as the only way of Star Wars making money ever again. And whose fault is that, I wonder? J.J. Uh, Abrams, I think, actually. But <laughs> um, Disney being cowards and the, 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 the I don't love everything in the Filoniverse. Thought Boba Fett was mid. I liked bits and pieces of season three of The Mandalorian. Did not like. Well, Obi-Wan was not part of the Filoni Filoniverse, but. I have not loved everything from the TV shows, Um, but Dave Filoni is a guy who both understands Star Wars and has because he was small enough initially that they weren't paying attention. He just did whatever the fuck he wanted to. He's a guy who has a vision and he Mm -hmm. executes that vision. And that's more important. That's more entertaining to watch than just about anything else. That's why, like. The big movies from this year are fucking Oppenheimer and Barbie. It's two directors who just were able to complete their fucking vision of a thing. You know what I mean? And so my 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 fear is that Dave Fil- and also part of the reason why the Mandalorian is so good is because John Favreau was there, too. You know, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, this is all building to like a Dave Filoni movie. Like the Filoni verse crossover movie, which I'm interested in seeing a big Star Wars, like a what will probably be a big tentpole Star Wars movie that does not feature any Skywalker bullshit. Like it's, um, you know, it's like a who's who of like Ahsoka and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and the, the cast from Rebels all have to team up to probably kill Grand Admiral Thrawn, you know, and. Okay, let's let's fucking do that, because like they got a Mickelson to play Thrawn. I just really hate Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Like her acting is still really wooden. Um, And I guess spoilers for an episode if you give a fuck about Ahsoka. Um, But this is kind of. Probably I don't think it's actually a spoiler. I think it's pretty much all over the news cycle. But there was an episode where Hayden Christensen comes back as Anakin. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. Because, like, you could tell he was not acting like Hayden Christensen. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't acting like Anakin Skywalker from episodes two and three. He was acting like Anakin Skywalker from the fucking Clone Wars, which is interesting because it's a riff on his own character, right? It's probably easier for him to fall into than other people, but... He felt like it. Also, they dressed him in his fucking Clone Wars cartoon outfit during the flashbacks. It looked like the fucking Clone Wars. And it's like, hell yeah, baby. This is what I want. (laughs) 
so. Asajj Ventress got a fucking name drop. That was pretty dope. So, anyways, Ahsoka's got better. It's still, it's still not like top tier. Um, but it's got some very bright spots that I'm hoping that they capitalize on future future projects. The end. Um, I wish I could be into Star Wars. <laughs> I wish I wish my brain allowed me to be into Star Wars. The Star Wars got me real young. Like Star Wars was my first like probably my first big like thing I was fucking obsessed with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being like eight or eight to ten years old and just like crushing uh, fucking extended universe novels and shit like that. So. Um, yep. The if I start a Star Wars LARP, though, you can come you can come and do some Star Wars LARPing. Oh, boy. What? Could be fun. There's not not one on the West Coast. Here, let me. Did you see that picture of that one person I posted? I did. Voice chat. I did. Yeah, they're have they're living their best fucking life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun. I'm just I'm just like thinking about all of the logistics of that kind of a thing and it seems overwhelming. Uh, it probably wouldn't be that hard. I mean, I've ran SCA events. It can't be harder than that. Yeah. Um all right. Well, oh, other thing, other th- cartoon I've Do you see that fucking groundhog that's living in my house? Yeah, the thing's huge. There's an audience. There's a groundhog that's so big. It's absolutely fucking massive. Um, Like this thing easily weighs like 20 fucking pounds. Um, It's like the size of a small dog and it's fucked my backyard up and I'm mad about it um, because like I have a pretty laissez faire uh, relationship with nature when it comes to my house. Like I've. I have kind of purposefully neglected portion like my front yard to like return it to like natural grasses and clover. I'm trying to kind of do the same thing with my backyard, um, you know, short of some spaces that I've carved out to do gardening and stuff in. You know, I try and create like a nice like, you know, I I'm not obsessed with like my my yard being some kind of like fucking barrier against nature. Right. So I don't really give a fuck about a groundhog, but there. My backyard is now full of like ankle destroying holes. And because of the purposeful neglect, I can't see them. <laughs> yep. So I'm mad at this ground, this fat fucking groundhog <laughs> who is living high on the fucking groundhog. That's what he's doing because he lives in my yard where I don't have any animals. I'm sure he's eating my neighbor's fucking like huge garden. Um, just, just this little motherfucker. Speaking of nature, I don't know. Feel like maybe I feel like maybe something's happening. So I went to go. I had to go to Knoxville today, and so I was checking my mail, right? And I have a couple of big trees in my front yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm checking my mail, and as I'm checking my mail, something huge drops out of the tree between the tree and my mailbox, right? Like there in front of me. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Because it hit the ground really hard. And I walk over and I look at it. And uh, let me, hold on. 
Oh, let me uh, let me get a picture here. I'm gonna send this to August. August audience. This is no, no. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Oh, I think I took a picture of it. I don't think I. Maybe I. Yeah, here we go. Okay, give me one second. One second. Okay. It's going to be worth it, audience, I promise. Is it going to make me go, oh my God, or is it going to make me go, yeah, Jesus Yeah, it's going to make you Christ. go, oh my God. Okay. It has been said. What am I looking at? That's the top part of a fucking femur, August. Oh my god. <laughs> a large chunk of bone fell out of a tree. <laughs> You're living in a carn with a carnivorous tree. It's true. I don't know if this is a warning or something. Yeah, don't cl don't climb the tree. I don't. I bad knees. I'm just saying, just just don't, just don't ever, don't, don't even think to. about it. You think all oh, the squirrel? I, I, I'm wondering if it's some kind of warning from the fucking squirrels. Oh my god! Or maybe, maybe the groundhog heard me talking shit and calling it fat. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on what we're here to actually do. Um, oh, oh, hold on a second. I don't have the episode titles pulled up. I have my summaries, but because I don't use the wiki anymore. Let's see. Here we go. Okay. So this week, we are watching episodes five and six of The Witch from Mercury. Um, Reflections in an Icy Eye and a Gloomy Song. Click on the wrong one. So first up is episode five, Reflections in an ICI. This episode was uh, directed by Kiyoshi Igama, Igami sorry, and uh, Shinya Watade. And let's see. Okay. And. So the episode opens up with Cree... Uh, with a uh, creepy twink dueling three other dudes. A uh, creepy twink is pretty easily able to take down all dudes, uh, immediately booking him as a threat. After that, we learn that creepy twink is an enhanced person by, and some evil grandmas are talking about, uh, Suyetta and trying to get him to get close to her to figure out why she can pilot the Gundam. So goddamn well, um, Team Earth uh, go is going over the aerial, uh, showing that it's a pretty beastly machine. Uh, and meanwhile, Suleta is getting her fortune read. She begins to think about Miri, um, but is called up by Cree uh, Creepy Twink and asked out on a date. Um, the Earth girls all tease her, and we get some backstory about 
creepy twink, learning that he's like a very serious dude and never shows any emotion. Uh, she talks to her mom and gets encouragement from her mom to go on a date. Then her mom immediately goes into char mode uh, and talks about um, the uh, company, like uh, what I have dubbed Evil Grandma Corporation uh, and uh, their their mobile suit operations. Um, Miri finds out about this date, uh, as does the whole school. Uh, the date turns out to be just creepy twink wanting to get more data, uh, on Ariel as we learn that he is some kind of clone or something and made specifically to pilot a Gundam. Uh, creepy twink has some feelings, uh, for Saleta, it seems, and is legit curious about how she can pilot the, the Gundam. Uh, he asks that if he can pilot the Gundam only to realize that it it is not sort of the cursed machine like all other Gundams that we've seen up until this point, and that he was thinking that Saleta was a, a, an enhanced person like him, uh, and she was not. This causes him to freak all the way the fuck out, um, and uh, he is a big dick to Saleta, crushing the poor girl's hopes. Uh, at this, it's at this time that Gul shows up because he's heard about the date and he's like, hey, motherfucker, what are you doing with Saleta? This girl I don't I don't love. Uh, maybe I maybe I love I don't know if I love her platonically or not, but I know you're being a big fuck bag and uh, super pissed off uh, already. Creepy twink uh, challenges Gul to a duel. Uh, our souls get placed on the scales of Libra and the terms of the fight are figured out um if a uh, Gule loses uh he will or sorry if Gule wins uh creepy twink no longer or has to stay away from suleta um and if creepy twink wins suleta has to duel him next um star wipe the end <laughs> i'm so bad at names so guess what everybody everyone gets a fucking nickname in this show yeah yeah um i feel like creepy grandma corporation is a pretty good one yes yes it is <laughs> um so creepy twink's name is uh lm elon yeah yeah i'm wondering so elon karis mm -hmm. which seems to be a bitter irony oh um, because Elan in French is like, uh, life or vigor or spirit, uh, and, uh, Karis is a goddess of fertility and agriculture. So, okay. you know, uh, seems to be very, uh, ironic given what happens in the, uh, these two episodes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also looking at, uh, Enhanced person number four, um, wondering if uh, number four isn't foreshadowing because four is associated with death in uh, Japanese. Oh, yeah, that's because, a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering the, what happens at the end of the next episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm wondering if that isn't foreshadowing. Yeah. So just uh, a couple of things that I noticed with regards to Elon and his name and how he's referred to in these episodes. 
Um, but once again, we lead off with some really good fight music. Mm-hmm. Just dump right into the fight music this time. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, the I like that we're. I like how they're mixing the sort of like school drama and the like political intrigue shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's very. Because like that's one of the things that made Gundam Wing so popular, right, is because like initially has that kind of like school drama arc between Relina and Hiro. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though that does not last long, and I would not say that that is like a you know, like a show, show, show. Yeah. Um, where this is very much coming at this from like the direction of like your traditional show, show, show with like with the Gundam elements sort of like uh, woven into it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the. A lot of the the interpersonal school drama is a reflection of the, the political uh, machinations that are happening behind the scenes that we see in the cutaways of like, you know, zooming in on lady Prospera uh, and the evil mm-hmm. grandmother ca- council. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, oh, that's her stuff- name. I could not remember uh, Saletta's mom's name. So she got the nickname Char mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just remember it because I, I think that's another ironic thing because, you know, Prospera, prosperity, and, you know, she's on Mercury, which, you know, is not a very prosperous place. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, just the school drama isn't just there to be a silly distraction. It's meant to be to mirror what's going on in the broader world. Like these people are pawns of the broader, uh, power plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Shorzy. Um, uh, something that I thought about, uh, just because, uh, we, we weren't focusing on the livestock, but you know, you, you hear the, the sound effects of the livestock in the earth house. Uh, it's, it's rather in- funny to me that the earth house has livestock and Mirine has, uh, the greenhouse. So by their powers combined, they have a whole subsistence farm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, uh, I, I really, this is start like this in the next episode are really sort of starting to push me. Put like I feel like lean lead more lend more credence to my like Saletta is some kind of fucking clone or something. Yes, yes, I agree definitely. Um, especially with how how hard they leaned. Well, we'll get into that with the next episode. Yeah. But yes, I definitely agree with you here. Like. I I hadn't really seen it as being hinted at un- until this episode. Mm-hmm. And 
that completely turned around my opinion. Suleta is definitely a clone or genetically engineered in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I, th- I think I like that they've very quickly. It feels like at least they've kind of very quickly mu- moved to Gule away from being like romantically interested in Suleta, but still like protective of her because she was nice to him one time. Mm-hmm. Cause like it like him showing up doesn't feel like and all the her interactions with him in these over two these two episodes don't feel like a guy who is jealous. He feels like a guy who's legitimately protective because she doesn't know how bad these people can be. Sort I of don't situation. Know. He's still he's still pretty Cindere. Uh yeah, I guess so. Like he's still like I don't like you, mm-hmm. Baka. Um while oh. still that seems to be demonstrating the only people attracted to Saleta, though. Yeah, because if we're talking yeah. about um, I'm not I don't like you, you Baka idiot. Um, <laughs> that's bullshit. That's Gule, that's, that's Mirine, that's mm-hmm. that's Elon. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody you know, negging uh, this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in some ways she deserves it. Like. We'll get into that in the next episode, yeah. but, but yeah, like, but Gul is definitely being Cinderella here. Mm-hmm. Like, he's definitely, like, through his protectiveness, he's demonstrating that he cares about her, but he can't, like, be forthright about it. Yeah. Uh, whether it's romantic or not, um, it's still, he's still pretty Cinderella. Yeah, let's move on to episode six, and then we'll just talk about them in tandem because these are these are really two two fuck. This is a two part shit right here. Yeah, these two episodes are so. Next up is episode six, um, a gloomy song. Um, this one was directed by Akihiro Saito. Um, so. Um, the lady from the, uh, lady who seemingly is a witch, um, from the evil, uh, grandma corporation, uh, confronts Char mom about, uh, the Ariel being a Gundam. Uh, she tries to get on high horse, but Char mom reminds her that they are using a creepy twink, a character who is defined by being creepy and that she shuts that shit down hard. Um, after the OP, the Earth Girls all talk about how uh, much of a shithead Creepy Twink is. Uh, Miri is a bit pissed because if uh, Suleta loses, um, she will. Uh, that means Creepy Twink will become the holder just by like the rules of this fucking bullshit. And she's just mad at Suleta for not con- conf- uh, like consulting with her ahead of time before taking on this duel. Um, also probably maybe a little bit jealous, can't quite tell with, with Meereen. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, did I, oh, I skipped over the part in the last, um, I skipped over the part, uh, in the last episode or in the last episode's description where the battle rages and Gule loses. <laughs> So, uh, Gule loses, um, because the creepy twink has, like, basically has a Gundam, um, and, um, or at least something using the Gund format, 
and uh, has like a whole bunch of like gun bits um, that overwhelm Yul and he loses. Um, and he beats him in a pretty brutal fashion. Anyways, back to where we're here. Uh, Yule lost, so he gets kicked out of his fucking house because if you don't win, you don't come home in uh, Yule's family. Um, the uh, uh, we uh, go to the dueling council where the souls get placed on the scales of Libra. Uh, Creepy Twink here states once again that if he uh, if he wins, he wants Ariel. Um, and Soleta, she can't think of anything. Uh, Blondie negs Soleta a little bit here, uh, wondering why everybody is so suddenly crazy for her. Ariel doesn't have thruster packs, uh, and this battle is going to be in space, and thus uh, Earth House decides they're going to make one from spare parts. Um, Saleta is a little dubious of this, but Choo Choo dotes on her wife, saying that Mika is a tech whiz and can handle anything. Uh, Earth House also makes a series of bets on Saleta to win, so if she loses, Earth House is going to starve, and I wonder about <laughs> the... Uh, like the legality of betting on your own your own pilots in these sorts of things, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Creepy Twink is getting checked out back at uh, Evil Grandma Corporation, where he's having birthday dreams. Um, we learned that his face he is not a clone, but he is somebody who has had the face transplanted from the 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 real Ellen. Um, and we learned this by, uh, we learned this when, uh, the real cre creepy twink, a character known as bratty twink shows up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Saleta tests out the rocket pack, lamenting to Mika that creepy twink was only nice to her to get to Ariel and that she feels dumb. Uh, Mika is nice. and is like, listen, you're not dumb. And then mirroring shows up and, um, she does the scene from the Owl House. Uh, I'm going to edit in the uh, the audio of Amity uh, saying like, and she's a big dummy, which I love. I mean, I hate <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and she tough loves uh, Saleta and gets her head back into the game. Uh, Saleta also shows up over at the uh, Creepy Twink house to try and get some straight answers from him. He doesn't respond to her initially, and Saleta then sings the saddest song that she knows, Happy Birthday. Somehow the show is not sued in the West, um, and uh, Creepy they, Twink is... <laughs> they modify they, it a little bit, yeah. No, mm -hmm. it's been ruled that the Happy Birthday song is a public domain. Oh, cool, sick. Um, yeah. And uh, he has another sort of like birthday dream and he wakes up and he's like, hey, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Uh, the duel starts and the battle rages. Um, immediately, uh, Creepy Twink begins to push himself to his absolute breaking point. He tries to use his uh, gun bits to shut down Ariel. Um, but Saleta then uses like a new power, this kind of like wave uh, coming off of the Ariel which is very reminiscent to how the uh, counterinsurgents in the prologue shut down the Gundams. Um, she uh, uses her gun bits to uh, shut down uh, Creepy Twink's Gundam 
and uh, destroy it. Um, inside, he has like a full on flashback, having like finally sort of like recovering memories from seemingly his maybe his first birthday. There's only one burnt candle on the ca- the cake. Um and it looks like he's about to die, but Saleta saves him. Uh, he thanks her, and he says that he finally remembers her his birthday. Um, flash forward, uh, we see Mirene and Saleta sitting on a park bench. Uh, Mirene is being a good uh, fiancé and esca- escorting her, her fiancé to a date. It's actually pretty cute. Um, but meanwhile, uh, we get... Uh, a cutaway to the evil grandmas deciding to mothball Creepy Twink because he is no longer an effective uh, altered um, was it altered human? What was it? Altered pilot? I can't remember the name of the word now. Uh, enhanced person. Enhanced person. Yeah, he's no longer an, uh, an effective enhanced person uh, because he cannot follow orders. Um, they seemingly kill him uh, in fairly brutal fashion, uh, needless to say, he misses their date. Star wipe the end. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel bad for Suleta for everybody being like you're dumb and annoying. But <laughs> Mirene, when she dresses Suleta down, mm-hmm. brings up some very valid points about like Suleta's faults and. You know, how she lets her optimism get the best of her sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I feel like Saleta kind of deserved that. She does need some tough love, though it is a little bit of that whole like there is a, a little bit of the like, these are all bad qualities. I love them about you. I mean, I hate you. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um quality to it which i rather like um but yeah like i think it's it, it's key though that like me arena is like listen sometimes you let your optimism get the best of you but like y- they're also it's also your good quality like she is true about that like this is your good quality you keep going when the chips are down so don't fucking get down mm-hmm. um you're an anime protagonist <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, I think I had a note here that was like, it's brave of Gundam to not only have the first female protagonist in the show's history, but also the first bottom protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. There were there were arguments about about Hero. Hero in, Yui? in the fandom back in the day. Yeah. Hero Yui. There were there were there were there were like heated debates about whether it was 1x2 or 2x1. <laughs> back back when Seima and Uke were like things you lived and died by. <sighs> is it is it truly bottom energy to like just yeet yourself down a number of fucking cliffs? Just that man, that boy blew himself up at least four separate times during the course of that show. Yeah. He may be the dumbest fucking protagonist in the history of Gundam. <laughs> yeah. I I have no skin in that game. I was a, a 3x4 shipper. So, you know, it's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, most folks. 
No, a lot of people hated Catra. What? They're the they're yeah. the like the gay ones. They're the pretty gay boys. They play violin yeah. and shit together. Yeah. But no, people people did not care for 3x4. They a lot of Catra got a lot of hate uh when I was in the fandom. Mm. Um possibly because of being so effeminate, but yeah, and it being like the early 2000s. Yeah. But it's it's whatever that that is behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it doesn't sound like it's behind you're right. you, August. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> but uh, no, you're right. Very bold. Very bold. <laughs> um, um, but the uh, these two episodes whip shit. Uh, yes. <laughs> Like, yes, they've got all of the like they're moving all of their political intrigue pieces. Uh, the action is really, really solid. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of liked the Yule fight more than I like the Saleta versus uh, Elon fight. Um, that fight was more visceral in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I also loved the sort of brutal fucking Mortal Kombat ending of the Yule fight. too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Though, I mean, everybody was, like, shocked and horrified when um, Elan, like, defeated Gyul. And, like, Soleta fucked fucked Elan up so much harder. (laughs) She just did it with gun bits instead of her bare hands. But, like, the gun bits did not need to systematically dismember the, like, uh... Uh, Alon's Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like the the Elon Gyul fight was way more visceral, uh, and way more impactful. Like you know, there is that tension in the Elon uh, Suleta fight, um, because you know you've got it set up where you know Suleta's uh so much of an underdog. Mm-hmm. But I, I you know, think it might the be the, day, the difference between space fights too. Like yeah. you've got to write a space, you've got to block a space fight like a dog fight, like um, in not like like two airplanes fighting, not like uh, two two humanoid shaped things fighting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just have more more space to worry about because mm-hmm. you're you're operating in three dimensions versus effectively two dimensions in a ground fight. So yeah, so you can't make it quite as complicated because it's very easy to lose, like for the audience to lose place about where things are happening. Yeah. Um. um but setting up the way that they set up Ilan and Suleta as foils is mwah, it's yeah. really good. Um, Shame he's fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> or at I least mean, that Alon is dead. Yeah, but I mean, like, he served his purpose for the narrative, which mm-hmm. is to, A, bring into focus, like, the possibility that Suleta is engineered to be able to do these things and, you know, demonstrate that you don't you can be more than a pawn mm-hmm. 
Like you don't you don't have to be a pawn to these people. You can be your own person too. Yeah. And like that's the lesson that we have to take away from this. Yeah, because like um, again, it's so it's wild. Uh, how much more trusting Soletta's mom is the English VO considering the uh, work that the voice actor is doing where she sounds like a normal person and not evil 100% of the time. <laughs> Did you go and watch the Japanese dub of uh, Soletta's mom? Uh, not yet. I, I will probably go back and watch uh, uh, watch the first bits of episode five in Japanese. Yeah. But. Um. But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, happy birthday might as well be happy death day, huh? Truly. No one has ever sang this song fucking survived so far in this show. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, I like that reframe though. Like it's bringing shit back. Like it's good. It's good storytelling. Yes, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, just just the I'm a pawn created solely to pilot a Gundam. Mm -hmm. Good shit. Good shit. Um, Gundams is like being cursed, uh, cursed machines. Also good shit. Mm hmm. Love a good cursed machine. Yeah, it's it's especially it's especially effective because like of where the gunned format started mm -hmm. as being assistive technology. And then it's been twisted into this cursed thing and the militaristic use of the gunned format is cursed. Yeah. Just really, really, really good. Uh, I love that dichotomy. Um, let's see. Um, I rather like that it doesn't like there's a little bit of jealousy in Mirene, but also it does feel like she's like, yeah, whatever. She'll go on a date. I know I'm better than everybody. Like, why would she have feelings for anyone other than me? Look, at, have you seen me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good, too. Um, and I mean. I think everybody is like overestimating what Suleta wants out of her interpersonal relationships. Yeah. In some ways, because you get the impression that, you know, from the, from the beginning with Suleta's list of like making friends and stuff like that, you know, that she hasn't actually gotten the chance to experience friendship that much. And, you know, Alan's jealous of her having friends but this is a recent occurrence for her. Mm -hmm. And or at least that's the way that it gets hinted at is, you know, it being a recent occurrence. for Well, her. she very regularly. Like, I think, you know, she talks about when she talked about Mercury, like there's no other kids there, basically. Yeah. She's like the yeah. only kid. She's grew up around adults. Yeah. Um, so quote unquote grew up. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're when you're being grown in a vat and the only people around you are adults, you know, you grew up with adults. Yeah. Um. Though we don't 
based on the timeline, so it's 21 years since the the massacre. No, no, I think it's more. Or I think it's less time than that. I think it's only like They said They said it was 21 years, I thought. Oh, I thought it was only like however old Soleta is. I'll have to go back and and check because like at the beginning uh, Lady Prospero was talking to that other lady and saying that she hadn't seen her in 21 years. Mm. Maybe that's the first, so, that may be the first confirmation of time. Maybe yeah. I'm just wrong. That would be interesting if that was true, because that would make Saletta the wrong age. Yeah, that's that was the impression I was getting was like, hmm, something's up, you know, an- another reason why it. You know, Soleta could have been grown in a vat because Soleta's the wrong age to be Eric. But we know, you know, just looking at her, it's like that's got to be Eric, right? Yeah. But she's not. Um. So that, but you know, I could have been misinterpreting that too. Um. But because, uh, like, yeah, how old just, was Soleta in the, or how old was Eric? In the prologue, it's like three or four, something like real. Three or four, yeah. yeah. So, and Soleta is 16. So, like, if it, she says anything other than 12 years, then shit's fucked. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't think, I didn't ca- catch that. Mostly because I was, like, writing the summary as well, so. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're valid. But, um... Yeah, that I I feel like if if I am recalling correctly and interpreting it correctly, that just adds more fuel to the fire of Suleta being genetically engineered somehow. Right. Um, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but it's not in my notes. So, but yeah, these two episodes were bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, really good stuff. I am eager to see how, uh, the storyline with, uh, the real Elan plays out. Um, I am waiting for Gule to show up with, with puppy dog eyes on Earth House's doorstep. (laughs) Um, but, you know, we'll see. So yeah, that's that's everything. That's everything that I wanted to talk about. Alrighty, I, I mean, and that's that to me is like most, uh, like this is a pretty like the show has not quite hit like hella depths yet mostly because like at least a good third of every episode is taken up with like a big mech fight because this is in fact a gundam show you know um and the mech fights are cool but they're not like narratively dense (laughs) unless we want play by play about the fights but that's i don't feel like that's interesting right um yeah but like i think i think they're cool and shit but i don't think that i have anything interesting to say about them so yeah um but I think this is like been I'm very much enjoying the show. Oh, yeah. Um, so, 
the liking where it's going. I kind of know because I've watched season one. I know where we're going. So Mm -hmm. that's going to get get interesting. Um, But speaking of where we're going. So next time we're going to be watching episodes seven and eight. Um, Shall we Gundam and their choice? Um, And uh, then, like we said, uh, just kind of review, we're going to be watching the rest of season one of The Witch from Mercury. So we're going to watch episodes seven and eight, nine and ten, then eleven and twelve. And then we're going to go back and we're going to watch the last three fucking episodes of The Owl House. Actually, what you'll hear is we're going to go back. You'll hear the episode we recorded and didn't release because the strike hit real hard. Um, and then we're going to watch the episode of the Owl House. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. we had uh, comments from Sean. OK, oh, we, OK, we'll get there. I just like going over yeah. what we're doing. So, yeah, that's, uh, yes. that's fair. But I forgot we have comments from Sean. <clears throat> yes. We, perennially, no matter what the show is, we will constantly ask you for questions and then forget the. And if you want to ask questions of us, um, please come and join our discord the link is in the description below and sean asks us about episode five i like the contrast between alan's fighting style and soletta's alan went out of his way to destroy gul's mobile suit after he was had already won and then about episode six i've known the real alan for all of five seconds and i already despise him Mood. yeah truly that's why he got the name bratty twink yeah mm-hmm and I do like how brutal that fight was. Like, it's the first sort of, like, really brutal fight. Like, hey, these are big weapons of fucking war. Um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then Sean also says the happy birthday song seems to be entirely reserved for tragic deaths on this show. Should I be worried if I start watching on my birthday? Yes. Do not watch this show on your birthday. It's like The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a Gundam will come out of the television screen and, and fucking murder you. Yep. Um, we also had some questions. Uh, we also had some discussions about um, Gundam in general. Um, oh, it's oh, fuck. I forgot our third segment. Our new third segment. Where I, I show August some Gundams segment. from G oh, Gundam. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Because <laughs> um, we were talking about G Gundam in the server, and um, and there was uh, uh, some talks about like, because um, Sean was like, I'm reconsidering watching G Gundam. Uh, next after me talking about g gundam and let me tell you g gundam is not a good show but it is really fucking entertaining (laughs) um it is bad but like in a fun way it's not even really bad it's just like it's extremely it's a thing of its time right like if you can watch like ninjas the ninja scroll ova and still kind of hoot and holler and have a good time then you can watch G Gundam and Hoot and Holler and have a good time. Um, but we were talking about 
uh, Gundams to get highly uh, or to get into. And like, I'm a big fan of. um, And also the other thing is you can kind of pick up just about any Gundam series and not have to watch like a lot of the Gundam series take place in like self-contained. Oh, like, uh, or, you know, universes. Um, anything that's labeled with universal century is like the only one with like big, long continuity. Um, but, uh, I was recommending turn a Gundam. If you want some good nineties anime. Um, also I think this show, frankly, this is a great show to get into Gundam with. Like it's very, very digestible. Um, I think Iron Blood to Orphans is pretty okay for that too. Um, but anyways, August. All right. Let's show let's, me. Let, let's scroll through. Let's find some goodens. Um, let's do. Okay, we're gonna do two. Okay, August. Okay. What do you think? What? Hold on a second. It didn't take me to where I wanted to. Oh, fuck. Fucking shit. Fuck a duck. Hold on a second. Okay. There we go. And then... Um, then we're going to do, I didn't show you, um, I didn't show you the, the Gundam from Neo Norway last time. Did I? No. Okay, good. Okay. So we're going to do two. First one, August. What do you think the Neo Norway Gundam looks like? Oh boy. Um, I I genuinely all I can think of whenever anyone says Norway is that Weeble and Bob thing about Kenya and Norway more like Snorway. <laughs> okay. Well, this one's a little on point. So this is um GF thirteen oh one two N uh NN the Viking gun. Well Oh, oh, are you gonna are you gonna go, buddy? On Discord's having a bad time. Oh no! Let me let me cancel that and see if it's not showing images. Up there it goes. Maybe. Whew, Discord's having a rough time. Also, audience, I sent uh, August because like Crunchyroll won't let me take screenshots. So I had to take a picture of my screen with my phone. But there's just like a fucking iconic shot of Choo Choo in this episode in these episodes where she's just she's doing, doing like the Slav squat. Yeah, she's just full on doing the Slav squat. It's great. I love her so much. Choo Choo is like my favorite character in this show. OK, well, fuck this, I guess. Um... Even Discord is like no, no G Gundam. No G Gundam. So we'll have to do it the harder way. 
Okay, August, look at my screen. <laughs> okay, hang on. Yeah. Let me. Oh, wait, wait. It looks like it sent. Oh, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the, the Viking fuck? Gundam. Yeah. Yep, it sure is. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so. Okay, hang on. Let me look at your screen and you can show me mm -hmm. okay. the other Gundam. So. Okay. What do you think Mexico's Gundam is looks like no. based off of this August? No, I don't want to know. It's going to be so bad. There's a sombrero involved, I'm sure. Well, it is a GF-13 uh, 049NM uh, the Tequila Gundam. Oh, it's my got cactuses for our Oh my fucking god. This is so bad. But also <laughs> like the, the, the problem is it's bad and also a little cool. <laughs> Cause he wears like a big uh, he wears like a big uh fucking like it just it's got a trident for some reason. I think that's because they that's how they harvest agave, I think. Oh my god. My soul can't take this. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. OK, so what's going on in the room where it happened? Um, <laughs> the. Um, so uh, we're uh, we're barreling through. We still have episodes. So I'm putting out episodes. <laughs> Um, we're still stuck in the alternate timeline, but we're, we're starting to, I think we're, we're, we're moving that story along because we're still in the first session back kind of from our break. And so there was a little bit of like, just remembering where we were and getting our feet back up from under us. And so over the course of the next few episodes, shit's really going to pop off. Mm -hmm. Um, what's happening in FTL land? Well, first, I wanted to point out that uh, Dumb Kids uh, oh, will be ending Friday. Friday. As long as you guys, um, I think I think some people still owe me some stuff to get that done. But not me. Not you. I was good. It's true. You were the only one for a while, August. I was very stoked about the concept, <laughs> so I I did it ASAP. Um in FTL, uh, we're taking a break for the month of October because I'm getting married. Uh, so we'll be back. Depending on certain things, we'll either be back on the 30th with a spooky episode. Nice, nice, nice. Or we'll be back on November 6th with a regularly scheduled episode. And it depends entirely on whether or not I can whip through a a recording in the week after my wedding. So, uh, but otherwise, you know, season seven continues apace. We're having a lot of fun. It's a good time. Um, we're, uh, seriously considering, uh, trying to figure out how to, uh, 
sell digital products on Patreon because uh, we are really proud of our bonus episodes and want to share them with people, but you need to be part of our Patreon to get them. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Have you um, contemplated just putting them up on Bandcamp? uh, No, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, you can do that. You can put really long format stuff on Bandcamp. Damn. We might consider that. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a podcast anyway. I listen to. They they put moving commentaries up there that you can download for extra money. Oh, nice. Yeah. I will I will bring this to the attention of everyone and we will discuss it. Yeah. But Bandcamp may yeah, not be that's... the best option right now. Yeah. Um, but there's other services that you can do similar stuff with, I'm sure. Hell, yeah. you might be able to just throw the episodes up on Itch. Maybe. Yeah, because I know Itch supports MP3 downloads. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's what's going on in FTL land. Um, and yeah, Dumb Kids ends this Friday. Come, come watch it with us. If we had thought maybe we, we, we probably would have been smart to do like a live stream or something, but... <laughs> Oh, well, we're not smart. <laughs> also, I've got a pride yeah. parade to march in on Friday, so. I'd say we could do something on Saturday, but I wouldn't be able to attend because Anya and I are doing uh, stuff for wedding prep, so. And then it's Sim, Sim Hot Torah, so uh, I'll be going to that service. Uh, for a second, Saturday my brain had to well. process that because I was like, is that some kind of like special Sims event? Like, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, no, I, it's a holiday. I know it's a holiday. I know that. But like my first like, unfortunately, August, I don't uh, associate you with your religion. I associate you with the Sims more than I do Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't talk about I don't talk about Judaism on the reg. So uh, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> but yeah, that's. A Jewish holiday that I am low-key excited about because of the fact that I'm deeply involved in a local Torah study group and it has to do with like the ending of the cycle of reading the Torah and the beginning of the next cycle of reading the Torah. Nice, so, nice, nice. Yeah. Alrighty. Well... Um, that is it for now. Um, I believe it is your turn, August. All right. Uh, shoot. Uh, dear listeners, I implore you to be like Cookie Cat and enhance your child to better pilot a Gundam. Peace.
君に